All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. My name is Mitch Michaels. As you know, this sports podcast is gearing up for this time of year. Football season is steadily moving through, and we've got hockey starting on Tuesday. The NHL is back with the triple header. And we got the baseball playoffs, too. So, Joe Crisali, none of our teams are in baseball, so we will just focus on the other two sports for now. Yeah, that sounds good, man. But it is that time of year where all three things are happening at once, so you're, you're kind of just going crazy here. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, well, we could, I guess, just touch on the baseball. We're doing this on Tuesday night. Braves tied up Phillies, and in that crazy ending there, um, Dodgers though might be on their way out. And I, did I, I had to ask you this though: Why were there off days between games one and two of these series? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, dude. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird, right? But I, uh, that, I mean, it's, yeah. it's disadvantage to them to have mm-hmm. the extra time while everyone else is kind of playing through. But yeah, yeah. You, that, that didn't used to be the case. No. You used to want, that used to be what everybody was looking for was more time off. That was mm-hmm. just like, all right, I can get a week to rest and I'm good. But now, like, with how fast the pace of the game is, like, you, mm-hmm. you got to just keep going. Yeah, it's it's odd. I mean, it's also odd to have this new blood in the playoffs, and we'll see. I mean, like when I say that, it could be Dodgers or Braves, Astros, you know, again. But Rangers making a move, Twins looking good, Diamondbacks, you know. We'll we'll see what happens. But it's weird not having you know not having your boys in, but you know, Red Sox and certain teams that have been mainstays. Yeah, I mean, it it it's good for the league, though. Honestly, you have all this fresh new mm-hmm. blood, fire. Like all these young kids are. I mean, young kids, just like rookies, but yeah, they're all, yeah. they're pumping the talent in and, and it's paying off dividends like right away. And that's, what else could you ask for from yeah. like a baseball perspective? If you're like, all right, the new wave is here. And like, these are the teams that we're going to be watching for, for, you know, the next few years. And I mean, even up in Seattle here with Julio, like he, he kind of came on the scene and just powered through and everybody loves watching him and it's just, same can be said for Corbin Carroll with the Diamondbacks. He's a Seattle boy. He played in the Little League that I coach in. So <laughs> it's just baseball. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. Although, you know, everyone thought the Padres would be here, right? They won the offseason, but not much yeah. more. Um, speaking of that, speaking of teams that have uh, won the offseason, are we at rock bottom of uh, Broncos fandom for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say just. I, mean, I actually even said it earlier today. I was just like, yep, let's uh, just get rid of everything we got and start over, top to bottom. Like, they got to embrace, they got to embrace the rebuild, like actually mm-hmm. do a, they're, yeah. they've just kind of throwing band-aids and patches and trying to like be relevant for the last like five, six years, making all these moves to, you know, have talked, have be talked about as potentially a playoff right. team. Could they do something rather than just, you know, sell it off, get some good uh, picks, and build the team up and make the right picks. Every decision that the Broncos have made the last few years has been the wrong decision. I mean, one player, like, the Seahawks get Witherspoon in that trade, essentially, as only one player they get for Russell Wilson. And the Broncos are stuck paying all this salary and doing all this. And it's not even like Russ is a problem this year. Like, he's playing fine. It's just the whole team is, it's like unwatchable unwatchable when you give up 70 in a game it's like what do you expect your fans to think well yeah (laughs) yeah that's i mean to not even have enough pride to stop a team from just literally marching up and down in that dolphins game 
I've never been a professional athlete or in a professional locker room in that capacity, but I would assume losing to Zach Wilson, losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets is rock bottom. But I don't know and specifically. Like, yeah, he, he and, has yeah. To get the win brutal too. I, even for the people that are there, like Sean Payton talked all that smack about him preseason, and it just was like, well, he may not he may not be the head coach, but he still came in and won, which is like, ugh, because mm-hmm. just seeing that guy is, is like. Oh my God! Well, it shows you. Yeah, it shows you what you said. Though it wasn't just coaching last year. It's not just one thing. It's a lot. And the fact that it was, you know, your favorite, your former team that you kind of like the Jets too. Doing it has to have been another knife twisting you there. I I get asked all the time by people that know that fact. You're one of the few people that know that fact. Um, if I would ever consider switching back, and I was like, it's not even like switching back. Like I like, I've always liked both teams like starting out but like the Jets are essentially the same team in history as the Broncos they're just they're they've been good once or twice and the rest of the time they've just been absolutely miserable to watch from top to bottom <laughs> yeah why would I, I know why would I you, need to, you need to start fresh you've got two of the same um yeah. but we'll see um no last week in the NFL was pretty exciting that that game notwithstanding mm-hmm. Uh, some interesting news and notes. I mean, you got to start with Sunday, right? Like Sunday night, the Niners just beating down the Cowboys. From the San Fran perspective, Joe, I mean, I, they, they look really good. There's not a lot of weakness on what they do on both sides of the ball. Purdy's been relentless in that quarterback position. But defensively, in all due respect to all their skill guys, and McCaffrey and Devo and Ayuk, but what they can do defensively, uh, with Bosa, with Warner, with Greenlaw, with you know Armstead, the names keep coming. That is as scary of a defense as I've seen as a unit in quite some time. The the forty it's gonna be Niners Eagles in the NFC oh. Championship. We've already like we've already come to that conclusion. I just right? I, yeah, you know I hear you. I, you're not the only one that said that, and I understand why. They're clearly you know the teams in the NFC, but it is one and done. And you know you never know what could happen an injury. I don't, I, we hope it doesn't happen, but. Something could happen, and and look, I would say right now, would you say right now the third best team in the NFC is the Lions? It's it hurts to say because they they've always in history been hard yeah. to believe in, but I think yeah, like who else? Maybe the Seahawks. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say like the Bucks because Baker's on the team, but you know they're <laughs> okay in the NFC. Yeah, it's probably have to, it has to be probably right. I mean, the Seahawks have got a good defense, and Geno can sling it, but. I think golf can sling it too, and I think you know they did that. I know the Panthers haven't won a game, but St. Brown doesn't play. The offense doesn't miss a beat, and I think Laporta, tight end. I mean, that guy looks like he's everything we wanted Kyle Pitts to be in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're they just are a cohesive team, a cohesive unit. Like I just think when you're running plays that are direct snaps between the quarterback's leg to the running back, and they're making plays off of that. Mm-hmm everybody's communicating on that team and they all are really focused towards the same thing. And there isn't one guy trying to be one guy. Um, Cause it's not like, I mean, they have superstars on the team, but they don't really, you know, they don't have someone that's like a pronounced, like yeah. every type. Guy. Yeah. It's I mean, it it, great. But. No, you're right. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's there. They have a lot of good pieces and the plus side of that yeah. is they can, you know, if you try to, you know, mark one person, double team someone. You can yeah, go, you can spread the wealth. But the Niners did that too. I mean, that's what the scary thing is, right? Like in that Cowboy game. I mean, yeah. you know, you want to watch. You don't want to let Debo and, and McCaffrey go. Then Kittle has three touchdowns. You know, Brandon Ayuk stepped up and been a stud. 
Um, and 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 Kyle Shanahan is the best. He's the best play caller in football. I don't even know that that's <laughs> debatable right now. You're calling the same plays. The the Lions had the same play that yeah. scored a touchdown. Florida mm-hmm. that did to Kittle. So like yeah. similar minds and producing the same type. I mean, outside of that Lions one loss, I mean, they could easily also mm-hmm. be five. So I guess yeah. Yeah. You were looking at those three are the top. The top, and they lost to Seattle. So there's your your yeah. difference is which of those teams is better. I don't. It's weird because I know Dallas. Everyone's going to look at this game, and, and you know, obviously they just didn't show up again, and it was a lot on the offense. I wouldn't write them off as just complete non threats. Like, yeah, they they look like they're in a different class than San Fran. But <laughs> let's see what happens when they play Philly because Philly is undefeated. But they haven't, you know, and maybe this is, you know, this is the classic debate, right? Have they played their A game yet? But when you say that about teams, sometimes that A game just isn't there like we thought it would be. So I want to see Philly, you know, keep getting tested here. And all those, all the reasons that Dallas came out and looked as good as they did at the beginning was that in that drubbing of the Giants, it was like 40 to nothing or something crazy. And uh, that was, the defense is what carried them. The defense is what has made them look really good and they're missing some top guys and some rotational players on defense like you're you're gonna feel that so that's kind of where the Cowboys are at right now because their offense is pretty uninspired I mean if we're watching that it's it's really tough to watch (laughs) the way that they run offense I mean it's just kind of stagnant you know it's Mm. one guy here there Um, there's a lot of fluidity to it so it's pretty very predictable from the other side clearly the Niners had it figured out with Mm -hmm. the three straight with an interception like yeah come on yeah it was it was a dominant performance i know it is a week-to-week league we see that right i mean you know the dolphins bounce back after losing to the bills and the bills go to london lose to jacksonville who did make the playoffs last year and came in with some hype do you joe do you look at like the london games as kind of like a let's just throw those out sometimes or do you think that the bills are a little inconsistent for your liking because i've gone back and forth on this i'm not sure if they're playing in london we should just be like whatever it's you know it's tough to have a unique circumstance like that. I think it's it's a mixed bag. You know, there's some games that are really garbage that we've seen over there for, you know, at least the first couple years. But I think the last few, at least this year, I mean, that game, that game was exciting. Yeah, know? it was weird, though, that the Bills, like, they, you know, the travel thing got a lot of scrutiny. They didn't get over there till like, Friday. And I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think you need to adjust a little more time. But already yeah. there right yeah the the jags were there the week before um and then the injuries too milano gets hurt i mean that was a big one they already lost tradavian white i mean that defense so that's just the scheduling thing that they could easily fix like instead right. of sending two teams send four teams and then the two teams oh. play each other yeah i just think the jags have a deal that's like they're playing the london games but the ravens like the ravens play next week um forget who i don't have the schedule in front of me right now but the ravens i saw they left right away like they left like Sunday night after the game. They want to get over there as early as possible against the yeah. Titans next week. Yeah, yeah, they got the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind. I don't mind the London games. It is rather annoying with fantasy players on like questionable tags because yeah. I don't wake up that early on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, we've all been burned by that before. Um, no, I mean it was it was interesting. I, I thought the other thing you kind of learn. I mean. Chiefs are Chiefs are another team, right? They're just kind of ho hum moving along. They beat the Vikings by seven. They got some benefits, you know, some I would say calls or plays picked up. But look, they they did enough. But they're another team. We're like, oh, they're the Chiefs. They've won a couple Super Bowls. They haven't exactly looked great. 
Well, they're about to play the Broncos, so, so they're, they're going to look like, great. <laughs> they're going to look really good in a few days. Okay. Well, I mean, that's... They play the Broncos twice in the next three weeks. Oh. So that yeah. is just going to be hell on earth for me to witness with my own two eyes. It might have to be. What uh, what, 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 have, what have your thoughts been on these rookie QBs? Because I know my guy CJ Stroud's been, you know, the best of it. But you know, Stroud, oh, Stroud looks good. I, I like Richardson, but dude gets hurt all the time. Like I don't. He's Cam, he's Cam Newton, dude. He's he, Cam. Cam lasted a lot longer though, like than this. Like I don't remember Cam getting hurt this early. Well, I mean, I, I don't. It sucks that he got hurt already, but. Multiple like, times, right, like, now, you know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll learn from it, you know, like, you know, or maybe I won't dive in and take that hit. But that's yeah. not the way he plays. He's going to go right back in there and do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I like, no, he's exciting. I, it's just I want him to stay healthy, you know. Yeah, which, you know, we won't have him for a couple weeks here, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, he comes back and get right back into it. I, I like I like the rookies it's kind of similar to when we're talking about baseball where you can really see these young guys come in right away yeah and they're right away and it's not just one of them it's not just two of them like they're all contributing in some way and it just makes it exciting and i i feel like this is so this year than previous years in football especially quarterbacks like it it's i feel like it's rare for multiple quarterbacks to come in and do something i mean Stroud is really the only one kind of that's winning games. I mean, if you look at Bryce mm-hmm. Young. I mean, yeah, they need to see more from Stroud, him. Stroud looks just worlds better out there than Bryce Young does, Does in, in my opinion. Like, Bryce doesn't seem like he's a guy that has it to, to be a Super Bowl champion, whereas Stroud, like, he's got the poise. You know, he's not afraid, and he flings that ball. Like, it just flies out of his hands. Um Right. I, no, yeah. It's I, I think I think they're gonna go off that, you know, he's the most pro style polished how he throws it. And not making mistakes for a rookie is so rare with the no picks and everything. So I would yeah. uh you know, I would see what we got. I know it's early and we've seen some streaks there. Also really funny from my perspective. I mean I, I hated watching the Steelers and Ravens play. Man, Baltimore's <laughs> receivers. I mean, Jesus, that was like some of the worst drops I've seen. Yeah, they Bateman's in the end zone is probably the main one you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but Flowers too has been a good rookie. Uh, has been had a few drops and Aguilar down the sideline. I mean, there was another one. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. It's it's hard when you're Lamar, right? Because your team for the it's like week two and three, you were going through some injuries. They lost that game in OT to the or wasn't even OT to the Colts, but um some injuries and stuff and now you finally get your guys back and you feel like you're firing on all cylinders and like they're just not catching the ball <laughs> it's not like he's not dropping them in there andrews dropped a touchdown like we said bateman's touchdown but these are guys that have been around the league for a little bit beckham he was on and off the sideline you know he injured here and there during the game bateman just got back from injury clearly doesn't have it Aguilar's bounced around all over the place you said it, man. Like, Zay Flowers is the guy. He has to be, like, their mm-hmm. guy. And that's tough for a rookie to take that type of pressure. But I think in time, it'll it'll go his way. Well, can we agree on one thing, that whatever happens in our football seasons, you know, my ups and downs, your mostly downs, uh, everything that's happening, uh, there's at least the, the solace of the fact that we get to watch this Patriots season? 
Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> brutal. So brutal. Hey, you know what? They're going to have no sympathy because they've had more success than anyone could ever dream, literally. So it is weird, yeah. though, right, to see them. At, I mean, we've been at Rock Bottom. You're at Rock Bottom now. I live there, basically, for most of my formative years. But to see them at basically Rock Bottom with, you know, the QB position with Mac Jones playing some awful football, that is kind of surreal to see. It, it's kind of out of this world, dude. 72-3 to three in the last two games. Three seventy-two in their in their way, but they're literally almost dead last in every statistical category, and they're just as unwatchable as the Broncos are. So, <laughs> but they're they you know they at least tried. They're trying Mac Jones. They're trying all this other stuff, and it doesn't seem to be switching around as quickly as most Patriots fans are used to. I feel like you have to bottom out at this point, try to get a quarterback or just try to just accumulate top-end talent because it's not working. And uh, yeah, I don't know what the results are, but this year well, just I'll be seems to... Eat up Caleb Williams. I know that would be unfair. Um, seems like Chicago, right, with Carolina's pick, like how Chicago would not would mess it up by not getting, you know, one of those guys. But I don't know. Drake Drake May's going to be like Drake May would be number one most other years too. So if you get one or two, and I do think the Bears would have to make the trade and just get you know the King's ransom. I think that's you know it's a pretty good QB class, man, for real. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful as a Broncos fan, but also they don't just <laughs> quarterback, and they don't necessarily like just grabbing a quarterback and throwing them into a dumpster fire. I mean, look what's happening to Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can't be fun. <laughs> no. Well, this week, before we switch to another sport here, you know, some, some mismatches on the schedule. Browns, Niners, my Browns off a of bye hosting the Niners. Just lovely. Love this. <laughs> just great. Um, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a tight one, honestly. Well, I think the Browns are much better defensively than they get credit for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say puncher's chance. I'm not going to, you know, pick them. Obviously, the Niners have been the class of the league. I would say that what the Niners do that scares me is that pass rush and our injured line, you know, missing Conklin is huge. So that's what, you know, and then it comes to Deshaun. Deshaun has to have a good game for them to have a chance. He had one when he played two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. So we'll see. Um, But other games to kind of keep an eye on, I would say Bengals Seahawks, just to want to see if Earl can keep it going. I don't know what to expect. Cowboys chargers on Monday night. That's a weird one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. A lot lot of mismatches. It's really weird. Yeah, I was looking at that Cowboys-Chargers game, and I was like, wow, that's a lot closer than I thought it would have been after the first couple weeks. But there's some good ones out there. You know, Jets coming off a win, hosting the Eagles. The Eagles got to lose at some point. They didn't look particularly stellar against uh, the Rams or Washington before. No. And the Jets are good defensively, so who knows. But I don't think I would make that choice either. <laughs> no, you can't. All right, Joker Sal here on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's uh, talk some hockey because it's uh, one day away from the start of the 23-24 season. Joe, how you feeling to start another hockey campaign and you as a Rangers fan going into this year after what happened last year? Uh, I, I'm i starting with an uh, so I guess that kind of tells you. But it just feels like it's getting more this year. Like I was so hopeful last year and the year before, and now, you know, they – just seems like it's been more of the same yeah kind of be happy obviously but if it doesn't happen like party like all right (laughs) yeah i would i would say that 
you know, we can look at that Metro division, and I think, you know, it's it's very fascinating to see the, the movement there. Carolina, the Devils, the Rangers kind of have separated themselves as a class with Pittsburgh as, you know, the team that got reinforcements. On one hand, I'd say, like, I really do feel good about the Rangers getting a top three. I just don't know if they have enough to contend with Jersey, who should be better, and Carolina, who's just built for that kind of playoff hockey. So I, I, I think it could be a lot of, you know, it could be a lot of last year where you get to the playoffs, and it's, we'll see what we got here. Unfortunately, you've reached that point as a hockey fan with your team where it's all about the playoffs. Just getting there isn't going to be good enough, so we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, like I mean, like you said, Carolina and New Jersey are in there. The two most heavily favored teams to win the Cup, and they're in the same division as the Rangers, so you're not feeling super optimistic about that. But, yeah, they did bring back pretty much most of the guys, at least that are that they drafted, drafted. but, like, you know, all the other free agent or trades that they made, those guys are gone, and they definitely helped. Now it's on those guys to actually step up. Like, they're going to be given the chance now. Okay, Kako, you're on the top line. Okay, mm-hmm. one or two. They were talking about, um, you know, not getting that type of production out of those big dudes. Like, Lafreniere, you know? I don't yeah. know what happened with him. He's it's gonna really, get it, it's so. really on Lafreniere and, and, and Kako, right? Like, if they step yeah. up, that's, that's a game changer. But that's the it, last piece, right? Because you can't really add anyone else. Them and Heedle, if those guys perform, and Heedle did, you know, he, he performed last year. They're embracing it now from just kind of how the roster is structured out, and they're not hiding from these players. They're like, okay, now's the time. You show us or you go. It's gonna be, no, it's gonna be fascinating because, you know, the Bruins are gonna take a step back, but should be a solid team still. So the East should be pretty open. I kind of agree with you. It seems like the two best teams in the East are in the division in Carolina and New Jersey. Carolina is still going to have that that question of, are they? do they have enough top-end talent? Ajo got the deal. He's been great. Is he a, a superstar? And he's probably that guy that's right on the line. Like, superstar or not, it's so close. You know, do they have enough with their goalie situation? For New Jersey, it's about how the young players continue to get better. Is there another level for a guy like Jack Hughes to, you know, to get to? And is Schmidt a flash in the pan goalie, which we've seen, or is he in it for the long haul? I mean, that's the thing with me and that team. But I uh, I don't know. If we were going to predict like how this is going to shake out and teams that are make the playoffs, I'd have like probably five or six teams maybe, Joe, that I think, okay, they're. I feel pretty confident they get in, which I know I could be wrong. But I think there's like a, a big race for those last couple spots. Like you could tell me there's only probably three three or four teams in the in the entire East that I'd be like, they're definitely not making. I could see a path for a lot of teams to sneak in. Which which teams are not making it? Okay, so for sure not making it, the Flyers. Let's start there. <laughs> Agreed. Zero chance. <laughs> uh, the Canadians, zero chance. I'm throwing that's them two. out too. So that's two that I would definitely write out, and I would say, I'll, I'll say no, I'll say no on my Columbus team as well. Not ready yet. Should be a little <laughs> better. <laughs> I do think Fantilli, though, hey, if we're going to do my minute on Columbus, man, thank you, Ducks, for drafting Carlson because Fantilli's looked great. I know, you know, the league wanted Bedard in Chicago, but Fantilli's going to be a, would be a stud. He's probably going to play first line. Well, yeah, which goes towards your point of them not making the playoffs. Got noted. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, so after that's when it kind of gets gray, I would say I think the next worst team in the Metro is probably the Capitals, if I had to be honest. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're probably right. So if we're looking at the Metro division, I'd say, you know, the three we mentioned, the four with Pittsburgh, and then maybe a path for a team like the Islanders because it's hard to discount Sorokin if they have a good regular season. So those would be the five in that division. And the other side, I mean, Toronto is probably, if I had to say most points in that division, Joe, I'm probably looking at Toronto. I think Boston took a step back. Tampa is kind of in that veteran transition stage. And I think Florida is good. They obviously made the final, but I don't know if they're built better than Toronto is in the regular season. Yeah. How do you feel about Buffalo and Ottawa this year? It's funny because Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit are like three teams I have grouped all together. And I would yeah. say it's probably in that order, Buffalo, Ottawa, and then Detroit. Um, I think... Last year, they are like, Ottawa's going to make the jump. Every, no, but this is it. Like, those three teams, and that's why maybe Columbus doesn't have that pressure because they're, you know, a step back in certain teams that aren't, you know, in that mix. But, like, when you're Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, especially Detroit, I guess Buffalo, too, based, based on the lineage, but you've had this so many years of not making it. I mean, Buffalo, it's pretty easy, right? Like, the way they're constructed, if they get the goaltending, they just signed Darlene again. Owen Power is a stud, too. Tage Thompson is a top 5 to 10 goal scorer in the league. So if, if they have the depth in the goaltending, I feel the best about them. I don't, man, Detroit and Ottawa, I'm still a little, I'm still a little sour on. And I guess it's goaltending for both of them, too. You don't like Jay Huso? He's been, he was solid. Yeah, no, so's good. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. I would say that Detroit on their back line. Detroit actually last year watching enough of them play, they weren't a tough team, which is kind of weird to say given what they were back in their heyday, but I feel like they got was, pushed around. I was on them last year. I had a feeling that they would get in, and they, they looked good out of the gate, but then they just kind of took a complete nosedive, which I th- is going to happen with one of these three teams, I think. And it's hard to say they're all so similar. I think one of them at least makes the playoffs. I would say this, Joe, looking at how this race is going to uh, go throughout the year, we can kind of, you know, a team like Boston stepping back and made me think of all the leadership changes. Seems like there's a lot of new captains this year. Yeah, I think it's kind of people are expecting Boston to take a step back. They're not, they're not ranked up very high for winning the Cup. They're actually behind the Rangers in that, so I'll take that <laughs> but they have great goaltending too there so and good young defensemen so they're a hard team to count out too yeah they definitely need to step up i i think um as far as boston goes they're gonna be fine but that goalie rotation right it's like such a weird thing that they didn't do it in the playoffs and then it kind of cost them but they got some scar tissue from last year well let's look at the western conference joe before we uh, get really bold with our predictions now when you look at the when you look at the Pacific Division, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I see a lot of the same as last year. Like the and I even throw the Kraken in there, but we've got four, three to four really quality teams in this division. I'll see what Seattle does in year two for making the playoffs, but defending champs Vegas, Edmonton's lost to the Cup champion the last two years, and I'm high on the Kings and how they're built. I think this division, especially if you throw the Kraken in there, Joe should be a gauntlet. Yeah, I I see that. Also, especially Edmonton is like rated up near the top again this year. Who knows if they're actually going to come through? But all these teams, except for Anna, <laughs> San Jose is the worst team. <laughs> San Jose is the worst team in the NHL. Like I feel pretty good about that one. And Anaheim is not really constructed to win. I I could see a path where Calgary and Vancouver are frisky. 
And I look, you're you know you're native Seattle Kraken. Like they 100 points last year, being the defending champs in the cup in the first round of the playoffs. But it's tough to kind of build on it. We've seen a lot of teams make the playoffs and then bounce back and call, fall back to it. So they're gonna have some pressure this year. Yeah, I I don't think they're gonna feel the pressure though, at least from <laughs> the fans and everybody up here. But they really put their best forward last year i mean they shocked everybody and then winning that series against colorado was, was it was crazy um but they they even added some guys they got some some veteran leadership in there uh pierre edouard bellamont he he seems like he's somebody that a lot of those young guys are counting on i feel like they have a really good mixture of veterans to to come up guys to younger guys and i don't necessarily know if this will be the year that they win <laughs> Who knows when that will be, but they're they're going to be a tough beat, honestly. Even even in that Pacific Division, and they're only going to get tougher, and they're only going to get better in playing those teams. They have to play, yeah. Play, so they know what what they have have to get up for. So when they're playing other teams, you know, like Anaheim or if they go to somewhere else, they play Arizona or Chicago. They're gonna they're gonna beat those teams, which I was going to keep them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, man, I do like those other three teams, so that's why I have a tough time putting the Kraken in the top three. I think the Kings are built depth-wise as well as anyone, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, how he fits in, is the game-changer. They made a interesting decision with bringing him to the team and moving on from some other players, so that's something to watch. But with him and Kempe, you've got some, you know, suddenly you've got some real top-end talent. Like Vegas, will they feel the cup hangover? It is a natural thing. How healthy are they? But they have pretty much everybody back. You've got Thomas still in net. You lost Riley Smith. I think that was it. So Vegas is feeling pretty good. And Edmonton, man, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy that, you know, they two years in a row losing the second round to the eventual, or two years in a row they lose, I should say, in, in the playoffs of the cup champ. But McDavid and Drivesidel, just another year of these two guys in their prime. Uh, McDavid, by the way, Joe, he is the overwhelming favorite by a mile and a half to win the heart. Like you can't even get. I think McKinnon second at twelve to one. <laughs> well, he's automatic. Like, <laughs> he seems like he is. <laughs> just give it to him. And I like what Edmonton is doing. What they did on the top line with him this year, getting him his old line mate and Connor Brown back up there. Who knows? That could pay some dividends. Well. That's that division. The last one's the central, maybe one of the weaker ones in hockey this year. I saw Winnipeg extending their guys this this morning, uh, Joe. Hellebuck and Shifley each got mega deals. I don't know. That that was kind of an interesting one to me because I don't know where Winnipeg's going to be, and that's just I felt like starting there given the news. Yeah, I haven't. Honestly, going, going through the teams and everything, Winnipeg wasn't really anybody that I was thinking was going to do much this year. But if they're confident enough to give out some big money like that, then they got to be thinking that they're going to make some moves. I would, and they got yeah, yeah, no, they, I, I just, I don't know if any, you know, last year how the season went, new coach, I still see them as middle of the road in this division. Like, I don't think the Blackhawks are going to be good, even with Connor Bedard, who's going to have a great year. I don't, you know, think the Blues actually are going to be good. The Coyotes are kind of in that bottom tier too, although I do like Clayton Keller, but. I still look at this division kind of how I've seen it the last couple of years. Colorado, Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota probably. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't count out Winnipeg if okay. if I'm thinking a little more like they they're 
they're kind of solid throughout. They have guys on each line that, that can get it done. And their D is, they're no slouch. They got Morrissey and DeMello on the top and Pionk and Dylan on, you know, they're, they're looking pretty good as far as depth and um, amount of talent they have on there. I think Winnipeg could be somebody that doesn't make, like, noise noise, but gets in. Especially with, like, the week those teams kind of are seeming this year, which makes me not want to just chalk it up as a win for them. Yeah, yeah, wow. It's funny, too, because, you know, the Nashville Predators, another team that's trying to take that step up, good back line, can they get the goal scoring? Will Kaprizov keep it going? Dallas, it's like they've still got that core, and some of those guys are getting older and slowing down, but, except for Pavelski. Um, I like Robertson, Robertson, though. Like He's somebody that's just a natural goal scorer. And they've got yeah. the goaltending, too. You know, Ottinger in that seems like he always gives you a chance. So we saw that in the playoffs last year as well. But I look at this uh, yeah. as Colorado's division. I mean, last year they were snake-bitten beyond belief, and they still made the playoffs, lost Game 7 in the first round. So... I, I expect yeah. them to bounce back and be the division winners. I mean, I believe in Dallas. My first pick was Robertson. I, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> they got, and they're a tough team. They got some bruisers on there. Hakanpa and D, he hits like 200, 300 people mm-hmm. a, a season. Johnston, was he like 20 years oh, old? he's he great, was, yeah. Haskinen's obviously a stud. <sighs> they're, they're they're good. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they could be the, the team. Team that could win it if, if not one of those top guys but I wanted to talk about Nashville for a sec what they were missing last year like you, you said they were missing a goal scorer and that Forsberg just didn't do it last year their top line their top two lines just really thinks it and that was kind of but put them in the pit I guess you could say but uh who knows they they got some players on that team too but I don't I don't necessarily I would I would put Winnipeg above Nashville I think okay. Point. Do you want to do playoff picks? Let's see. Who do you have getting in? Eight in each conference. Just something to hold back on. Okay, let's. We'll start in the match. We'll just go back in order from what we did. We'll go. Okay. Carolina, New Rangers, Penguins. Hmm. <laughs> is, is, is no. <laughs> no, I mean it's no. It's. I'll get to mine in a second. I'm. I'm thinking this through too. So you have four in the Metro. Because you could do five and three. You get weird. Yeah, let's go four in the Metro. Atlantic, we got Toronto, Tampa Bay, Ottawa. I want to say Buffalo so bad. (laughs) So you would have Boston. You could. I mean, you don't. You haven't said Boston or Florida yet. So. But Florida, yeah. Like, how do you count? You can't count Florida out after how they played last year. Mm -hmm. That's tough. I mean, this is we're just chatting here. Let's just yeah, let's throw do it. So no Florida or Boston. <laughs> That's great. I'll say, I'll say, we'll do four and four. Also, I'll agree with your four from the Metro, and I'll say, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Toronto, Tampa, Boston, Buffalo. No Florida finals to out. I uh, yeah, that was. That was my my other thing. It happens, man. There's turnover all the time. Maybe they were just a team that got hot, and I'm back on the Sabres. I hate when this happens. It means they're going <laughs> to be the 13th team in the East. That's what happens when I pick the Sabres. All right. West, yeah, let's can't... go. Well, we're on the Sabres together, so we'll okay. just we'll die in this hole together as usual. Mm-hmm. 
All right, West. Um, I'll I'll start. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be five and three. I'll say a five Pacific teams, three Central. Wow. So the four we mentioned, the Pacific. My th- then my fifth team. Hmm. Yeah, I just I, I have a feeling that this is gonna happen, and I'm debating which Canadian team that I want to take. I'll say the I'll yeah I'll say the Flames get back to the playoffs. What? Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Wow. Yeah, I think they bounce back. I think it's gonna be a nice little change of pace there. I don't think Vancouver's it. Um, and yeah, I think that I I don't I'm not high on Winnipeg, so my three will just be the three I said: Dallas, Minnesota, and uh, Colorado. No Nashville, yeah. no Winnipeg. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go Edmonton. L.A., Seattle, Vegas, and that's it. We're going four. Okay. Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg. That just sounds so right to me, all of okay. it. Well, something weird will happen. You know it. <laughs> and, and Anaheim has won the first 20 games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's weird, though, too, because looking at some of the power rankings, the East has more depth. Like, the teams we mentioned on the bubble – like if they do their one to thirty-two on some of the power rankings I've looked at, you know, you'll have you know the top ten or twelve of the top twenty are in the East, something like that. So you know, it does seem like that middle ground is higher at least for the East this year. So gonna be yeah. crazy, man. Uh, final. I want to know. I want to know who your final is this year. Man, <laughs> it's always like it's always like this on the spot. Yeah, I've I've whiffed before. I can go first because I got, I I'm doing it. I'm I'm gonna say uh, Oilers Devils. Oh, disgusting. The, the Oilers get that cup. They beat the Devils in the final. Oh, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> you want me to say Oilers Toronto? I could have got really weird, but I I won't go that far. You usually stick to your guns. Every every year you say you're not gonna do it, and then you you pick. The Sabers, you pick the Oilers, or you pick Vancouver. I will. You didn't pick Vancouver. This no, I'm out on them. And it's not like the, but, Oilers have, the Oilers haven't really choked. I mean, they've lost to the champions. Like they're not that far off. I don't think so. They just they just can't lose to the champions this year. They have to be the champions. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, let's see. I I like Dallas. I like Dallas. Ooh, that's gross. Carolina, Dallas. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't think I was going to hear that. That's a really good final. The South, the South Stanley Cup. <laughs> Dallas, I don't know. That's... Yeah, Batman's losing his mind. If he gets that final, he's gonna. That's the worst case scenario, ratings wise. But hey, I'd watch. <laughs> so, um, so they reasons for it to not happen <laughs> yeah something would happen in a game seven just the worst officiated game but no is and, that you could stick to that that's not a bad matchup i mean dallas has been close and same with carolina conference final a year ago yeah i mean let's do it let's let's that's tough wow so you're devil's oilers that's just, it just makes more sense than carolina but you don't Who knows? The, but you don't want the Devils to win the Cup, so. I just, Yeah, I just don't want that Devils to win the Cup. Or the Hurricanes, for that matter, so Stars are winning. Okay. 
All right. Well, I think it's. I think I would go. You know, obviously McDavid the favorite, but my other bold one would be Fantilli over Bedard. That'd be great if he could get Rookie of the Year. Probably won't happen, but never know. Wow. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, most likely not. But what are you gonna do? The Blackhawks are also probably gonna go captainless for two years until Bedard's old enough, like twenty. <laughs> so he's and just listening to him mm-hmm. interviews and stuff, it's just he didn't come off the ice for a shift, and they asked him, and he was like, "I just I like to play hockey, so yeah, I'm gonna play." It's pretty simple. It's pretty smooth. Um, unfortunately, they just chose what team he was gonna go to. But I digress. I'm over it now. Um, Joe, this is fun, man. Always a pleasure talking Joey different sports. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to. Rangers season starts tomorrow. You know, we got the hockey season starting tomorrow. Rangers are coming up. Blue Jackets are playing. We've got Connor McDavid. We've got Austin Matthews. We've got the best players in the world. It's going to be exciting, Joe. Thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, always, man. That was Joe Crisali. This was the Money Mitch Effect. If you like the show, you can find us on all your podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Amazon Podcasts as well, Amazon Music as well. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. We're back next week. More football, some hockey, the sports season rolls on into October. Happy to be chatting with you. For Joe Crisali, I'm Mitch Michaels. Thanks for listening to the Money Mitch Effect. Keep enjoying sports.